Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our discussion on baptism. We find ourselves in Galatians chapter 3 and also 1 Peter chapter 3. Welcome to Being Lutheran. This is the non-joking version. Super serious version. Yes. We're going to be really serious yeah. and yes. <laughs> monotone through the whole thing and not crack any uh, jokes. Tragically serious. Super serious. I don't know that we good. can be, can we? I, I don't think uh, we could be nature. I could if I really, really tried. Yeah. Maybe if I had somebody stub my toe or I was, I don't know. Well, it's like the dude uh, in uh, Ocean's Eleven. The, the remake yeah. where he has to look like he's sweating through an interview and he's got a thumbtack in his shoe. Oh. And so mm-hmm. he keeps tapping his toe onto that and that makes Ow. him sweating. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. But we're not going to do that this episode. No, mostly because I hate pain. Yeah. <laughs> However, this is a remarkable uh, episode this, this because it marks mm-hmm. the end of an era. Oh my yeah. goodness. This is will be our last episode on... The, the teaching of baptism, uh, and then we will be transitioning after hopefully a Q&A period, a Q&A episode into another uh, arc on Holy Communion. And we've Amen. got some really fun things in store, mm-hmm. uh, out-of-the-box things Possibly some guests mm-hmm. coming in. The first live studio guest. Wow. For the Being Lutheran podcast, really? we're we're arranging. Yeah, that means we're not alive. Is that what you're saying? Who could? Well, it's. <laughs> I am just. <laughs> but we're we're all zombies. It, it reminds me, you know, those uh, Toyota commercials where they've got the host and they bring people in to react yeah, to yeah. the Toyotas. And did you ever read the disclaimer on the bottom of this? Mm-hmm. And it, it it says if you read read any of those ads, it says real people are. Not actors. Yeah. And I was uh, like, what does that say about actors? They're not real people. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Uh, funny. Oh, that's funny. So we're not live. What? No. No. We're, we're live, live when we do huh? it. We're not oh. live on the radio. Oh. oh. The only right. time we've ever been live was when we did those radio spots in August of yeah. last year. Yeah. Right. On KKMS. Wow. That was almost a year ago. Live the whole time. Mm hmm. No. But you I are dead in your trespasses and sins. <laughs> no. For all of sin. Ah, yeah. And falling short Jesus of the glory Jesus, you of God. Yeah. sort of. How about that? So, uh, because this is our last episode in the arc on baptism, this mm-hmm. will be episode 116. Hmm. So, 16 episodes on wow. baptism. We're cramming two passages into one episode. Because <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't we make prob- the split. <laughs> we probably could do another set of four. I, yeah. Well, we thought about doing four more, yeah. and it would have been interesting. We would have split this episode into two we would have done an episode on john three we would have done an episode so, on titus three are there like term limits like a politician like no four but more there are probably four more episodes ratings limits on yeah, right. what people are willing to tolerate from us yeah, and yeah. at this point i am ready having thought about baptism for quite some time i am ready to start thinking about communion because that gives us and it gets us into an a entirely yep. different perspective on how we explain mm-hmm. i mean we're going to get a lot into the lutheran reflex of is means is yeah. But but uh, communion is an environment where there is some variation even among the Lutherans on mm-hmm. how it is administered. Mm-hmm. And, and those need to be addressed and discussed in a gentle way and in an honest way. And, and we're looking forward to that. That's right. Good. So today in this episode, we're, as you mentioned, we're going to be dealing with two different texts. First, Galatians 3.27, and then we will get to 1 Peter 3. 
Yeah, First Peter three twenty one, where mm-hmm. if you've ever argued baptism with a Lutheran, sooner or later they will just pull out the baptism now saves you. Yeah, right. And and sooner or later they will pull out the. We've kind of used it at like a yeah. club sometimes. Yeah, well we do, yeah. and then of course the 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 caricature response to the Lutheran caricature response of baptism now saves you is well we know Bible doesn't mean baptism really saves you. Right? <laughs> How many times uh, I, I've listened to podcasts of, of different denominations yeah, who yeah. Uh, I actually listened to one sermon on it where the pastor literally just skipped over the verse. Oh, <laughs> he didn't read it. Yeah, you got to really. do some really interesting mm-hmm. theological gymnastics to get around that passage. Well, uh, I didn't but, stretch. So sorry. Yeah. Everything's literally you got, well, except the warm ups. The warm ups. Galatians three twenty seven, uh, yeah. which makes for one of my favorite uh, yes. intertestamental scriptural Ooh, connections. Interesting. Uh, so yeah. All right. Galatians three twenty seven says, "For as many of you as bleh, for as many as of you." What okay. is this ESV? Yeah. For as many <laughs> of you as were baptized into Christ. Have put on Christ. You got that this time. I got that. All right. There, prepositions. Just, just man. another more. Yeah. Another <laughs> preposition. Another. For as many of you has been baptized. There you have go. Been baptized have put on Christ. Put on Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or as the NASB clothed in Christ. Mm-hmm. Clothed with Christ. Which, for the all intents and purposes, when it comes to making the biblical illusion mm-hmm. that we're connecting here, actually works better. Right. Um, because yeah. that gets us back to the Garden of Eden, which is where we're going to eventually end right. up. Yeah, I um, had a object lesson for our children's sermon, and mm-hmm. I used that verse, and I have this huge, like, really brilliant white king size sheet. It's just massive. Nice. And I brought this, you know, maybe like ten year old boy up, and he volunteered, you know, and I, I like wrapped him and wrapped him, and it was like, you know, a bunch of tails on the bottom, but you couldn't see him at all. You know, and that was just a picture that was painted. That mm-hmm. is, again, imputation, the dual imputation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Christ carried our sin to the cross of Calvary and paid for the totality of our sin yep. and lived a perfect life that we could not. And both of those are imputed then yeah. to us as believers in Christ right. Jesus. In, in my confirmation student from like four or five there years ago, <laughs> the Jesus jacket. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Never heard that. Yeah, the Jesus jacket, right? And and I had, uh, when I was in college, I did some work with Campus Crusade for Christ way back before they were super cool and called themselves crew. Uh, and he would always tease those of us who were Lutherans in the group because not only did we have that image of the mm-hmm. jacket in baptism, but he being a Calvinist and holding to eternal security, he said, oh, it just fits you guys. You just put on Jesus whenever you want. You take him off. You put him on. You take him off. You know, and he would say that teasingly about it. Uh, and, you know, it, there's a lot of, you know, images in mm-hmm. this that we need to unpack yeah. in, in what it works like. And, right. And you, you were referencing going back to the, yep. the garden. So take us there. This passage is the destination of an arrow that is launched in the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. passes through Isaiah uh, 64, verse 6, mm-hmm. and then hits its target here in Galatians 3.27. It's a thread that runs all the way through Scripture. And really, if you want to trace it, it's the thread of clothing altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in clothing, uh, you're talking about Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat of many oh. colors. Oh, and man. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the priestly ephod. Yeah, uh, and other places. In I mean, you you you've got ropa. 
than that. <laughs> Ole! <laughs> so much for this serious monotone show. Uh, yeah. It's in your right. water bottle. Okay. <laughs> but, but what we have in the Garden of Eden, obviously Genesis chapter 3 is the fall. Yeah. Okay. Genesis chapter 3, what is Adam and Eve's response after falling into sin? What do they do? Hide. They hide. And then what do they do? They continue to hide perpetually by doing what? Avoiding God. Avoiding? No, 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 no. Come on. This is my, I'll allow the awkward silence for my classes like I normally get. Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Sure looks like a squirrel, but must be Jesus. Uh, Have a punchline. Uh, They sew together fig leaves. So they continue to hide. They continue to conceal Mm -hmm. their shame, which seems like an interesting detail, but Mm -hmm. natural if they realize they're naked, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got the the curses. You've got Genesis 3.15, the Proto-Evangelion, the first gospel where Christ, the seed of the woman, is promised to crush the seed Mm -hmm. of the serpent. And then at the end, God expels them from Eden. And there's a really curious little detail here. And we've studied this passage on the podcast. So you go back and you find the Genesis 3 episode and Mm -hmm. we we impact it more. But right at the end of this episode, there's this detail where God gives them animal skins. Mm -hmm. And he clothes them. And they leave the garden. Mm -hmm. And now the place where most Lutherans go, and it's entirely appropriate, but I disagree with the emphasis, is that that is the first time blood was shed. Animals were sacrificed because obviously you don't skin an animal without killing it. Animals kind of fond of their skins, Mm -hmm. need it for any number of things. But you'll also notice that in the garden, neither blood nor sacrifice Mm -hmm. is mentioned. Mm -hmm. So there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that God replaced what we would clothe ourselves with, with a better garment, Mm -hmm. with better clothing, okay? Fig leaves to the... Fig leaves Mm -hmm. to animal skins, right? That's the picture. And so there you have the arrow that is launched and the destination it flies over is that Isaiah 64, 6. I I think it's Isaiah... I always get it Isaiah... I think it's 64, six. It's uh, all our righteous deeds mm-hmm. have I become like filthy, like filthy rags. rags. Yeah. And, and, and that's a great image of itself, but it's the next phrase that really connects it. And they mm-hmm. all become like a leaf mm. withers and dies yep. and floats away. Okay. Where do we get that leaf imagery from? We take it mm-hmm. from Genesis three. What were Adam and Eve, you know, metaphorically doing with those fig leaves? They were trying to cover their shame with their own righteous deeds, mm-hmm. with their own good behavior. They, they saw what they had done, and they tried to appease God with the good things they were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the arrow flies through that passage, and it hits the bullseye here in Galatians 3.27. All you who have been baptized with Christ have been clothed with Christ. And there we see the purpose mm-hmm. of the better garment, the better mm-hmm. clothing that God gives us is the better righteousness. Mm-hmm. We want to clothe ourselves with our own righteous deeds, which mm-hmm. by Isaiah's prophecy in the word of God are nothing but a menstrual garment. Mm-hmm. That's literally the word that is used mm-hmm. in that Isaiah passage. And I apologize for uh, getting the reference confused, yep. but yep. you can, all our righteous deeds have become like filthy mm-hmm. rags. And you can, it's also appropriate to use it, explain it, a dirty diaper, but the literal reference is a menstrual garment. Mm-hmm. We want to cover it with our own yeah. uh, righteous deeds, but in God's 
economy, our righteousness is filth because it's tainted by sin. But God comes along and in his grace and his mercy, first of all, he doesn't ignore our sin. He addresses our sin. And in fact, he addresses our sin to the extent that Christ dies in our place for our sin. And then we are clothed with Christ's righteousness, which are perfect good works, which is perfect righteousness. And we rest secure in that clothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the Galatians 3.27. And that's what happens in baptism. It's actually the physical picture of what our baptism looks like theologically. Mm-hmm. When you are baptized, you are wrapped in Christ's robes of yeah. righteousness. Yep. Amen. Yeah, great, great gospel stuff going on there. Um, should we? Unfortunately, we should. Yeah, I was we got to get to First Peter. On to First Peter 3.21. Uh, of course, baptism, uh, which corresponds to this now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the ESV. That's the ESV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got it that time. Yep. Prepositions. To there were, weren't as many prepositions of, there. There weren't of as many two-letter as, words. Yeah, right. <laughs> for as many. Yeah, as baptism as now saves yeah. you. Trump card. Done with discussion. Boom. Yeah, there it Mic is. Mic drop. Uh, you know, again, this is where we as Lutherans would do a better job of quote, quoting the bigger context, which you read mm-hmm. in the flood episode on baptism in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And, and the first thing we would note about the the larger context here in First Peter 3 is that Peter, in instructing his audience, talks about Christ's death and resurrection mm-hmm. and Noah's flood yep. and baptism. Yep. And he's tying, he's weaving these three events together. And he says baptism uh, is the reality that the flood is pointing us to. Mm-hmm. And it corresponds in this way, that we appeal to God for a clean conscience. It's not a washing of dirt from the body. It's not a physical thing that we could say is a symbol. And in fact, I just heard a pastor preach on this and it was marvelous. Hmm. He said, if God wanted us to do a symbolic thing, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have us baptize. If he wanted us to do a symbolic thing in the church, mm-hmm. he would literally have us come up front during the church service, bury someone with dirt and have them come up. <laughs> because that would be a better symbol of death and resurrection yeah. than sprinkling water on a baby's head. Yeah. He said, there's something actually happening here. Yep. And so baptism is our appeal to God for a clean conscience. Right. Yep. And the only way we can appeal to God for a clean conscience, the only way is if our sins have been forgiven, mm-hmm. if we have been counted by God as righteous. Mm-hmm. So that's your connection from Galatians 3.27 mm-hmm. and all the other passages to this passage in First Peter 3, which says literally baptism saves you. Yeah, right. I think another worthy thing to point out is that contrast between removing dirt from the outside of your body, but a good conscience from within. There's there's a transformation that happens from within the person, not just an external thing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of talks about works in that way too. It is is the transformative power of God who saves. It is Christ who has done the work. It is God who has provided salvation through his Mm -hmm. one and only son. It's not anything we can do as you clearly, clearly laid out before. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything we do is like filthy rags and anything we do you know, is is laden and infected mm-hmm. with sin, but it is an internal transformation mm-hmm. that is only and totally a work of God. Yep. And that's that's the whole point. That's why it, it's it's so perfect uh, from a Lutheran standpoint that really 
specifically, First Peter three twenty one is the last word on baptism mm-hmm. in uh, the New Testament. There, there are more allusions. You know, we make plenty of connections in Revelation mm-hmm. about that. But, but First Peter three twenty one really is the yeah. last right. thrust. Mm-hmm. of the argument here and it is only a problem that language baptism saves is only a problem if baptism is a work of man mm-hmm. but hopefully right it, it, we've demonstrated it, mm-hmm. that it, it's not even possible for baptism to be a work of man according mm-hmm. to scripture and what you were saying Brian about it's something's happening inside of us too it's it's kind of the opposite of the way a lot of baptists and other types of christians talk about baptism as the outward sign of an inward reality. Yeah. Um, really, what we're saying is God's doing something uh, to us outward and he's working something in us. Yep. It's, it's baptism. The flow of baptism is from the outward to the inward. Yep. Right? It's an external thing mm-hmm. that transforms us mm-hmm. internally. Right. That connects us to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm connects us to Christ's death and resurrection. It clothes us with Christ's righteousness. Um, You have all of the born again language Mm -hmm. in John 3 now that we can connect because that being born of water uh, makes sense if what we're talking about baptism is accurate. You have the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit from Titus 3, 5. That has to be baptismal language because you have both the washing of regeneration, the connection with the forgiveness of sins and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, which connects to Acts two thirty nine. You know, it's if you look at baptism from a top down view on Scripture, mm-hmm. you see this interconnected tapestry mm-hmm. of all of the parts pointing back to each other yeah, and reinforcing right. each other. That, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, and and we have here in First Peter three that God is giving us this appeal to God oh. uh, for a good conscience. That, that, that's an amazing statement. Yeah. God is giving us mm-hmm. the appeal to God yeah, right. for a good conscience. Mm-hmm. Seems it, redundant when I, it, you know, when well, I said it, but yeah. It, it is redundant, grammatically speaking, mm-hmm. but you think about this. Why does the world reject Christianity is because the, the, what it claims is that we are always out there condemning sin. Mm-hmm. And, and woe, woe, woe to the Christians who are out there only condemning sin. Mm-hmm. To the Westboro Baptists yeah. out there that do not follow the law with the gospel. Woe mm-hmm. to them. I, they should be condemned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if you were to say that you are a sinner who is so filthy that you are incapable of saving yourself and leave it at that, there would be no hope in Christianity. Mm -hmm. But you say, but God himself has provided the way for your sins to be forgiven and for you to stand before him approved, then that's really good news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so God himself has provided the way for us to appeal to God for a clean conscience. Mm -hmm. And that's that mediatorial ministry of Christ. The one mediator that stands between God and man. Uh, Just... It's really, it's it's quite beautiful as it all kind of comes together and as it all, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. It's just really comes back to the person and the fulfilled mission right. of Jesus Christ according to the Father's will and mm-hmm. the pouring out of the Holy Spirit uh, to work that which God intended mm-hmm. for his good pleasure. And, and in this text here too, I know we've said in another episode, but there's that kind of side comment in this verse. If you were to temporarily take that out, the verse reads, Baptism saves you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, yeah. and yep, it's that's the follow-up that, verse. That's right? the, yeah, yep. It's the follow-up phrase, yep. and and, and if that's you take the out point. The, the part 
not a res- removal of dirt from, you know, if you take no. out that part, just for a second, it that's how it yeah. reads. Exactly. And that it's the application of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It isn't itself the gospel. It's the application mm-hmm. of the gospel. It delivers the gospel. And I mean, I think we can, you know, end the entire arc of our baptism discussion by wrapping it into an eschatological discussion, mm-hmm. by looking at eternity from yeah. the perspective of baptism. And here's the point. When in your right mind, would you ever want to stand before God on judgment day in your own righteousness? Mm-hmm. When would you ever be confident saying, I was good enough, God, mm-hmm. you need to let mm-hmm. me in. What deluded person tragically mm-hmm. would be clamoring for that opportunity. If if even as we can appreciate one of the things I appreciate more, uh, most about our Calvinist brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ is their emphasis on the sovereignty of God. If indeed God is sovereign and mm-hmm. he is, if indeed he is almighty and perfect and holy and just and, and righteous and immutable and, and start listing the categories of the, the attributes of God, if he is all those things and he is, mm-hmm. who would ever want to stand before God without being absolutely certain that they are clothed in the righteousness of God, that they have been pardoned, that Mm -hmm. their sins have been forgiven, that you are looking forward to judgment day to the extent that you will receive those words, well done, good and faithful servant, Mm -hmm. not as an evaluation of your performance, but an evaluation of Christ's performance in your place. Baptism has that kind of eschatological value. Mm-hmm. Baptism is one of the guarantees of the hope that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and so we can say at the end of this series of episodes, praise the Lord for the great gift of baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you, 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 we've, we've joked of how often we've talked about baptism. And now it's kind of like coming to the end of a TV series. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm kind of sad. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to communion, but it it's really there. Baptism takes you from the start of your Christian yeah. faith. For most of us who have be, been Christians our entire life, mm-hmm. it takes us from the start of your Christian faith, and it sustains you all the way until your faith becomes sight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of baptism. Yeah. It's you know, Luther Amen. talked about. It is the ship that carries us in our faith, mm-hmm. and and for those. Uh, who accused Luther of those who fall away from Christianity, well, the ship must have been shipwrecked. And Luther said, no, the ship hasn't been shipwrecked. You just fell out of the boat. <laughs> Swim back. Climb or back jumped off. out of the boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the point. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, all metaphors break down, but it's yeah, the case. Right. It's is as a Christian in your doubts and in your fears, not in your unrepentance, not in your obstinance, not in your, your willfulness, but in your doubts and your fears and your brokenness and in your contrition, you have every right and privilege to look at your baptism and mm-hmm. say, that was for me. Yeah. And this is when God made me his. And it's outside of me too. It's outside yep. of me, not dependent on me, and mm-hmm. it cannot be changed or taken away. Yep. Amen. Well, Brian, you have a closing verse? Sure. I thought it'd be appropriate. We mentioned it probably all throughout this series, but it'd be good to end with it. Titus chapter 3, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, Mm -hmm. but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com 
Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the Lutheran Confessions. God bless you and have a great week.